0: Five four three. Two, one. This is the chop up, trying to get
1: chopped up, not get slapped up. You already know. I get into this political chop, though. Um, this is gonna be, uh, and, and no. This political job has nothing, literally nothing to do with the Democratic National Convention. Shout out to Michelle Obama. That's somebody I'm always going to have respect for. It's like crazy. It's hood it's politics, street, it's politics. street politics. Yeah, yeah, we, ain't talk- yeah we, we we leaving them that. They can have that. Plus, we didn't talk about Kamala for like a week already, so let's give her a break. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It go it go <laughs> ahead and get into it. To it. Um, right, yeah. Let's, let, her rest. Let, her let her breathe. breathe. Um, but uh, recently... We saw that the new Fred Hampton movie is coming out the trailer drop um, it is entitled uh what Judas and the Black Messiah that is the name of the new Fred Hampton movie um, it is being directed by what's the boy what's, uh, what's the man's name um yeah, Ryan Coogler Ryan Coogler um it is starring Daniel Kaluuya and Kaluya. Kaluuya? Kaluuya Yeah I didn't want to I call him Kalu- I didn't want to call him Kalua, you know what I'm saying? The man name, he's not a milky alcoholic beverage. <laughs> Kaluya. Let me get your shit right. Uh, but Daniel-,
0: alcoholic Kalu- beverage.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Kaluya is playing Fred Hampton and um Lakeith Stanfield of the movie where well, he was in um he's in atl with uh Donald Glover. Daniel Glover, Daniel, Daniel. no, Donald.
2: Donald
1: Glover, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> Donald Glover, and uh, he was also in the movie. He was he was recently in the movie with uh, the sister I, I from Insecure. Love letter, or something. They was in the movie together. But yeah. uh, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's, a, he's an interesting actor. The movie uh, Ju- Judas and the Black Messiah is a it's literally it's actually a black tragedy. It's a black tragedy. It's it's about black wrapped in the lotto. Uh, because even though it is it is it's about Fred Hampton, this is actually a story about COINTELPRO. Pro because the reason why it's called Judas and the Black Messiah is because the story will center around the uh the the black secret agent that made a deal with the government to get his own legal issues um scrubbed Some in order for to man. Yeah,
0: if I did the research on it dude dude really was just going to jail for like. It wasn't a, uh, lot. a car robbery or something like that, yeah. Some petty, you feel me? Yeah,
1: so in order for him to get his, his, the, the movie is going to be about him getting his record expunged in favor, uh, or uh, in turn, he goes into the Black Panthers, and then we know what happens with Fred Hampton. Oh,
0: you know, that don't know what happened with Fred Hampton. is to give a little backstory counter, uh, COINTEL PRO stands for counterintelligence program. It was a, uh, 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 it was basically a. Government-funded program by the CIA and FBI and FBI cahoots to be able to stop the rise of the Black Messiah. That is actually the exact terminology that's used in the documents. And this COINTELPRO was a national program that was really that was literally tapping in and wiring and surveillance of people like Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Stokely Carmichael, uh, Mark Clark. Uh, all these people in Cointel Pro was responsible for having a lot of assassinations and a lot of fake Trump charges in terms of making people get locked up. Uh, free movement, Abu Jamal. Uh, shout out to Sada Shakur, uh, people like that. Uh, the story of Fred Hampton, though, is, is this nigga was like 20, 24 years old. He got murdered in his home while he was asleep on side of his pregnant fiance, you feel me, by the police. You know what I'm saying, and he got. I'm talking about when I say murder, I'm talking about mowed down over a hundred shots.
2: They you know drug him, by the way, which is how they got him incapacitated in the first place.
0: You know, and 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 the rest is history. But 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 what's important about it is the time that Fred Hampton got murdered is also around the same time that. The gangster disciples is on the rise. The black disciples is on the rise. The stones is on the rise. This is literally the height of Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Shit popping off. Now, we're gonna get in that. We're gonna get into
1: there oh, Yeah, I get in there. I get it. I
0: get in there um, later. I get in there later. But hey, um, Chicago, man, I got a lot of shit coming for y'all, definitely.
1: But but first, but first, um, because I want I want to talk about the movie and I want to get my perspective and I wanna, I want to know what y'all think in terms of you know y'all planning to see the movie. I don't think I'm going to be able to watch it. The reason why is because knowing the ending, the emotional investment that, that we're going to make, you know what I'm saying? That are going to be spurred. Not saying that it's a bad thing, right? Because by, based on who's behind it, I got respect for it. I got trust for it. Ryan Coogler, this nigga had every black person in America, like representing a fake African country. <laughs> like, You know what I'm saying? Like, so nigga that can make niggas that proud of, of Africa, that they willing to rep something that don't exist just to say, hey, I'm rocking with it. That nigga got skill. And so uh, I know that the movie is going to be done well. And with the respect of, you know, the history and the legacy at hand. But I didn't live through that. I read about it, understood it and felt that pain initially. I don't want to go. Th- I don't want to. I don't want to actually like go through that emotional rollercoaster. I don't want to go through seeing him being in like being an inspiration, seeing his drive, and then seeing him being betrayed by the very people that he was working to free. That's not something that that I, I that I would I, I want to see as entertainment because it it resonates so real with a nigga. You feel mm-hmm. that like th- thinking about Fred Hampton and what happened to him, being a thirty three year old. Well, I'll be thirty three in November, but being at that age, be, like making it here. Thinking about how young what, what we was doing, George, at fucking twenty four. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it uh, that alone, knowing what happened alone, is enough to bring tears to a nigga's eyes. So specifically, when we know that, like as George was laying out what COINTELPRO Pro did, one thing that we got to remember is that a large part of them infiltrating organizations, infiltrating uh, Malcolm X group, inf- infiltrating, you know, what I'm saying the Black Panthers, was to undermine them and sow discord among the people. It's to undermine the, the entire and it worked that was the fucked up thing about it and that's the that's that's the tragedy for me so I think it's gonna be difficult for me to see it what's your perspective though?
2: um I don't not want to see it it's never <clears throat> excuse me easy watching such you know revolutionary just literally movement levitating people who have changed our society and how they got done you know it's a kind of that shameful sad reminder of just how much we don't really mean to system structures institutions the law and so it's hard in that regard but it's something easy not easy but i think necessary to see right we finally for the first time get a more elaborate picture of a caricature of a movement right we start to get some personification some life some real personhood behind a group of people who have been vilified for decades right for them being the worst of the worst and the scum of the earth so i'm hoping that these types of portrayals get us a out of the whole malcolm x martin luther stick and even though we're talking about some more rev- people with more revolutionary politics talking about a person who led a movement that's very unique that we really start to peel back some of the layers on the black panthers and their significance in the development of the black liberation movement and start to have better conversations about that and i'm depending on ryan cooper to do with some justice one of the things that i think it becomes a, a painful reminder of is the fact that all of our civil rights leaders died so early it puts a lot of emphasis on john lewis and on a lot of the older people who we see who fought a good fight and got toward the end of their lives who were able to say i lived a long life but then it also speaks uh volumes about martin luther king Malcolm X, fred hampton they didn't live to see 40. you know what i'm saying that man didn't live to see 30. crazy it's, it's a painful reminder
1: that's crazy joy Shit, you know how I'm rocking,
0: man. Hey, education is <laughs> elevation and goddamn, this is a story that has to be told. I think that a lot of a lot of people are lost in the sauce of miseducation, And when it comes to the Black Panther Party as an educator, I know that a lot of the adults that I teach or a lot of adults that I train and facilitate. when I'm doing my, my diversity and inclusion shit or a lot of the students that I'm coming across when I'm in the, in the classroom. They think the Black Panther Party literally is the black version of the KKK. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think that being able to tell this story kind of can humanize and give a little bit more real narrative to the Black Panther Party. But also, I think, give a lot of credence to a lot of things that's going on right now. To me, I think that the corn tail pro and people being mindful of it right now, thinking of what was present for them. You have to be mindful and think about how it's Quintel Pro and surveillance and even this very chop up being, you know what I'm saying, being showed and broadcasted, you know what I'm saying? To me, I think that there's a lot of things going on right now. And if the America was worried about stopping the rise of the Black Messiah in the 1960s, you a damn fool if you don't think that America government is worried about stopping the Black Messiah in 2020, especially if you think about how they demonizing and worrying about the Black Lives Matter movement. As a matter of fact, one of the founders of the Black Lives Matter, you know what I'm saying a movement or whatever, one of the one one of the activists, she getting charged with like a whole bunch of penalties or whatnot. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So you starting to see now a lot of the same, a lot of those pro tactics being deployed. And the last thing I'll say is Huey P. Newton, one of the founders of the Black Panther Party, said that power is the ability to define the phenomenon and make it make the
1: power. desire, man.
0: I already know what time it is, so you know, <laughs> you know To me, I think that when it comes to trying to desire, trying to define the phenomenon right now of 2020 and civil unrest and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd it's to think about, you know what I'm saying, the phenomenon in terms of how 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 how, how is things going on behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? If Mark Clark and Fred Hampton was able to get used, you know what I'm saying? Like to me, I think that it's worthwhile to be thinking about, and it's perfect timing. Shout out to Kruger. You know what I'm saying? Kruger. Kruger. I, I know I miss his name. Ryan Kruger, yeah. Ryan Kruger. Yeah. But hey, shout out to Ryan. I can say that right. Shout out to Ryan. Though I think it's a perfect time.
1: Uh, well, let me let me ask you this, George, because I and I know this is what you, this is what you were trying to get into, um, and then Toya, you, you could uh uh tack on after that. Um, now we know that Fred Hampton was based in Chicago. Chicago. Oh, and you were bringing up a lot of the, a a, a lot of the, the, what's, what are now considered the street gangs of Chicago. Now, the one thing that we got to realize is that when it comes to what we call street gangs, specifically in black communities, they start as community organizations. Now, what are, what, or from your research, is the impact of the loss of Fred Hampton to those community organizations and how it went from community organizations to gangs?
0: Well, I think that I think that a lot of the uniqueness in Chicago is that a lot of the black gangs actually started as gangs, but started as gangs to protect themselves from the other Italian gangs, the you know what I'm saying, uh, uh the the Irish gangs, the you know what I'm saying these mobs, you feel me? At this time you have to think about that Chicago in the nineteen really really like the nineteen twenties, the Great Depression to the nineteen sixties, shit, it's it's a port city. You know what I'm saying, yeah, Al Capone, you got all of them in there. You feel me? So this fast, I, I, I'm a, I'm spare you out know of I'm saying the history and jump right into it. When you think about the, what, Fred Hampton was murdered in 1969.
1: Okay. Right. hold on, hold on. You got to work. We got walk with us. You got to walk with us. Fred Hampton yeah. was murdered in 1969. Yeah, Fred Hampton was murdered in
0: 1969. Yeah. In drill music right now, we know that BDS. And GDs, more, 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 more BDs is kind of dominating the mainstream in terms of that. The Black Disciples was founded in
1: 1966.
0: Mm. You know what I'm saying? We keep on going, you feel me? The Vice Lords was founded in 1957. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 The Black Peace Stones was founded in 1959. So when you think about the time of 1969, this is when a lot of these gangs are very fluent and they starting to pick up on their recruitment. See, back then, the, the, I'm saying, the laws had deployed this little program that they was doing. You know, They had the war on drugs. They had the war on poverty. In Chicago, they started having the war on gangs. You know what I'm saying? Now, I just told y'all about the gangs, the Irish gangs, the Italian gangs, right? Of course, the war on gangs, though, was code word for war on black people. Fred right. Hampton started telling niggas that. You know what I'm saying? So once he started recruiting, because then, then, like, to me, this is something that's very unique about the Black Panther Party, is that the, a lot of people in the civil, civil rights movement they were they were looking for a lot of people like you and I, maybe people that were going to college, people that were looking for the talent, people that speak to be magical negroes. The Black Panther Party was looking for niggas on the streets. You feel me? That that, that started creating, you know what I'm saying, a part of this threat. So when you fast- so let's
1: so let's be clear, let's be clear. Yeah, be clear. So I'm, I'm moving fast. Yeah. So uh okay. so a part of what, what you are identifying is that a large part of the reason why the FBI saw Fred Hampton as the threat that they saw him, saw him as. Is because the people that they were saying was just like the low lowlifes and the, th- the gangs or whatever was the people that he was that, that Fred Hampton was saying like, nah, y'all the leaders of this community, of these communities.
0: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm put you on game in that movie. One in the one of the parts of the th- that I call is, is Fred Hampton talking about the Rainbow Coalition. You got to ask yourself, what is the Rainbow Coalition? The Rainbow Coalition initially had young lords, young patriots, Black Panthers. Now, if you know anything about, you know what I'm saying, the young uh, the, the young patriots and the young lords, you feel me? They come from the same communities of vice lords and the, you know what I'm saying? So it's literally being like, 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 to me, I'm going to focus on a word that Toya focused on. What you do, Toya? Leadership and empowerment. What you do? do. What you do Leadership empowerment? and empowerment. That, to me, when it comes to Fred Hampton and the Black Panther Party and thinking about that time in 1960s. I think that leadership and empowerment is 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 to me is the internal link. And I feel like you can kind of just expand on that and just in, in, in general, in terms of community, what that means, you know what I'm saying?
2: Philosophy of leadership and uh, HDLEC, higher definition leadership and empowerment is if one is a leader, they ought to be capable of empowering. And if one is empowered, they're more likely to lead. So as you see individuals trying to, pump life into their community, give people a way out. And that way out could be a multiplicity of different things are really starting to get people to, Black people to believe themselves and believe in community building, believe in self-sustainability. You start seeing that intercommunal network of empowerment, right? We are somebody, we are powerful, we're self-sustainable. We don't have to depend on people to protect uh, us or protect each other. We'll do that work. We'll feed each other. We'll guide each other. And we'll you know fight against the systems and structures that insist on uh, positioning us in such a way. And we will lead along the way, right? So I think we see leadership and empowerment and relationship and fine relationship instead with the Black Panther movement
1: at that time. So let me um, let me let's, let's transition like this. well, actually b- before we transition,
0: it, it's the last thing to say for Toy because Toy you said empowerment when Cornel Pro stop talks about stopping the Black Messiah. Us Black folks, we know when we think about Messiah, what we think about? We think of Jesus Christ. We think and when we think about Jesus Christ, we think about spiritual empowerment. When y'all watching that film about Fred Hampton, think about who he was empowering and who would feel threatened by those people being empowered, and that's the reason why I say leadership and empowerment. That nigga literally saying you can kill the revolutionary, but you can't yeah. kill the revolution. You can kill the person that created the idea, but you can't kill the idea.
1: That's revolution. That's revolutionary suicide. Listen. Yeah. Uh. But but the last thing on this, Toya, I want to get from your perspective is, huh? um. As somebody who studies leadership, who, who kind of focuses, you know, a lot of your your practice around building leaders, mm-hmm. what is, like, is there, like, how do you quantify the loss of Fred Hampton to, like, the organization of the gangs in those communities? Because it, it wasn't just the loss of Fred Hampton, it was the loss of Fred Hampton, it was the, uh, the loss of uh, the honorable, uh, Not, I mean, and not even them, but just you go down the line to the, the gang leaders. Oh uh, uh, yeah! Right. Around that same time, David Barksdale go to uh,
0: dies. You know what I'm saying? Well, Two think- years later, Larry Hoover go to jail for 100 years. Right. And- so there,
2: there are a couple. Of, there are a many different styles of leadership, right? For example, there's authoritative leadership, right? There's decentralized leadership. There's also one of my favorite brands of leadership, which is servant leadership, and I think that's a lot of what the Panthers represented, right? This leadership that says we can deputize ourselves to be people in power who are in our communities who make decisions about what's in our community's best interest, but there's a level of selflessness to that, right? There's a level of um, um, de-ranking and really kind of making sure that you are amongst the people and putting their interests first and putting their needs first and making sure what, they're, they, what they need is the ultimate task of what you do from a day-to-day basis. And we started to see, as we see these leaders go away, people start to feed into not only the crack epidemic but also the the hunger and thirst for capitalism, for kind of the desire and the drive to uh, not really celebrate our own difference from the things that we were segregated from from black people, but really start to push it push against and, and desire integration more. So we ended up with a more watered down approach toward servantship, toward what it means to serve your community, to serve your people. That was a brand of leadership that I think really started to. Be annihilated with the annihilation of those leaders is the capacity for black people to not be so separately minded and to be the collectivist structure of movement you know? change that we needed in our city's epicenters. And so yeah. we started to see that brand of leadership go away.
1: And then and we and then now, you know, uh pay, stay tuned to what George consciously be working on. Um he's gonna get into some exposes on the culture uh in Chicago. Not one to be, you know, I mean critical or or but just to kind of speak to what the black people uh and, are going through in that place so we're gonna we're gonna get into that the last thing we're gonna talk about tonight on the political child uh is in terms of this this fred hampton movie and the fred hampton effect is daniel kaluuya being a british actor and british actors playing these roles of significant um black people like we had a british uh actress who played um the sister uh harriet tubman so from that perspective how uh is, is that something that we should be frustrated about? Should we have a problem with British actors playing these roles? Um, I mean, specifically Daniel Kaluuya, Daniel Kaluya, who himself uh, has spoke out against constantly playing up racial roles and now he's playing Fred Hampton. So uh what do y'all what's what's y'all what's y'all perspective on that?
2: I mean, uh for somebody who has an opinion about it, I wish you would go ahead and then give space to people who do want to be representatives and tell those stories. Like if you make a, a hard, like a, a, a heavy, a, a flat footed statement like that, then don't take the roles. But if you understand that you are participating in a particular culture and a society that has a history of stories that need to be told and you down with that, then an audition is an audition, right? I don't know necessarily that the industry is going out of their way to go to Britain or go to England to find, you know, black actors. It's my understanding that they audition just like anybody else. And so I don't think that it is helpful or meaningful to drive those types of risks, you know in the in the isa ray-esque explanation of entertainment at least and i want to talk specifically about movie and film like i'm moving for everybody black right tell our stories get your airtime, get yourself out there and and show us what you think we need to see um and so i don't want to go as far as hating on it i just kind of that criticism is i think too divisive for where we need to be in terms of stories being told i think we should be more interested in making sure as many black people as possible get in, get in as many diverse Stories as possible, so I don't care who's telling the stories, just make them elaborate, make them different, make them diverse, and show that we're not a monolith in the ways they need to be shown. And whoever's
0: gonna do it, do it.
1: Okay, George. Um, I feel like,
0: I feel like, in general, I I feel like I got like. Kind of mixed feelings about it. It's a part of brief, like, man, it's a black diaspora. You feel me? It's a diaspora of black people. We all over. We plentiful. We mean, like, we everywhere. So it makes sense that anybody black can do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? They could have had a black person from Jamaica. They could, you know what I mean? Whatever, whatever. Um, the, the, I, uh, I guess the part I start being critical on it when I start thinking about it from like an Afro pessimist standpoint in terms of like fungibility and the uniqueness of like uh, African Americans and how like African American culture is always up for the whims of the world. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because you gotta think about it like for Daniel Kaluuya to say what he said, and also for I feel like for Daniel Kaluuya to be able to say he's he don't want to get pegged for these racial roles or he's tired of racial roles and then you know what I'm saying, and then go be Fred Hampton. To me, it's like the idea of is like so so you don't want to hear the criticisms of it. But when it's time for you to get that bag, you you ready to get the bag, whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Cause because cause, cause the apartment thinks it's like, okay, I do, I do get that everybody's doing the, you know what I'm saying, the uh the uh 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 uh, auditions, but apart me for like too like some divide and conquer. Like man, this this what people in Hollywood want us to do. They want us to be beefing with you know what
1: I'm saying people love, Some petty uh, shit like that. Like, well, yeah. I and I mean because that's why I was like I guess I get I I do think it's kind of petty. I mean I, I I find I think it's a pattern because ultimately like i i a what happened with the Harriet Tubman movie was extremely problematic. But that's just with the the who was telling that story in the first place, not who was playing Harriet Tubman. Sure. Uh, but I do, I do recognize the, the diaspora, and I think that Black people do do themselves a disservice when we attempt to distinguish ourselves outside of the diaspora. I mean, the 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 society that we have been brought up in that might may have been different, but the circumstances that put people in that put Black people in Europe, that put Black people in the in the uh you know South America and the islands, it, it was all the same thing. So even though they they're like somebody like Daniel is telling our story, right? Ultimately, it's like. Hey, to add we all, that, we that, we, that, we come, that, come back to the though. same ancestor.
0: Black Panther Party was global. They had branches yeah. everywhere. Yeah, including yeah. where, including where Daniel was raised. at. I feel like taking like Nigerian and some shit like that. I'm you know, saying shout out to my Nigerians. You know what I'm saying?
1: Buddy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so all in all, like you it's, it's it's something that y'all are willing to see. Something you know what I mean?
2: Probably end up catching it. Uh, I'll yeah.
1: take that mug yeah. I
2: mean, even yeah.
1: just- I know G- George. A hype. George yeah. like crying. He like he watched This Is Us. George liked to sit and watch stuff and cry and be sad. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm, I'm, hey,
0: hey, hey, my people. We call it emotional intelligence and emotional competence. And yeah, one whatever. able to you know understand. Yeah, oh, yeah
1: whatever, nigga. Whatever, and, nigga. Yeah. What'd you say?
2: <laughs> I was about to talk bad about you, so if I were you, I would just let George keep going. No, I
1: actually, be- no. Nah, it's fine. I actually want to hear it. Now, now, I'm intrigued.
2: You Just don't like watching nothing because you don't want <laughs> <laughs> like, to feel my feelings while I'm trying to watch TV.
1: Like, no, I, I don't want to feel stuff when I'm trying to watch entertainment. I just want to be entertained, I don't want to feel
2: what you say to you. Part of a huge part of entertainment is a play on your feelings. You watch it, and at first, you weren't happy, and now you're laughing. At first, you weren't sad, look at you, boohooing. At first, you weren't upset. Now, you're mad at these characters like you know them. It's a part of the journey.
1: What was you saying, George? Boy. <laughs> you want know, some couch time. You need some couch time, my brother. You need some, you need some couch time. Go see an expert. Nah, nah, man. I'm a I'm a suppressor, I'm, bro. I'm a suppressor. i am a. Yeah, i am a bottle it up know, on the inside. It, you need to stop it. Yes.
0: I
2: was just this back at melodious rambling because <laughs> it was really solid. And then uh Damo, you can close it out. Uh, cause they make a good point. And I was thinking about this too. But I feel the opposite doesn't go without mention. Will Smith played an African man and black people didn't really have much to say, but Africans sure did. And
1: yeah, so that's, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, because like you're right, black people didn't have much to say because it was yeah. us. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's I so it, but I didn't like it though because it was like, man, Will Smith, your,
0: your accent. But I, probably, I, probably, hey, hey, you know what though? It was, it was probably a more black people stand. they just thought it was a bad movie. Yeah, <laughs> a bad movie. And thought that Will Smith's accent was
1: poochies Yeah.
2: yeah. Would you
0: say to
1: you?
2: Hey, um the criticism can cut both ways, and I think one we have to find a, an into intelligent and well prepared way to approach this uh, discussion about African Americans or black Americans versus, uh, Africans from the continent, right. From the, mm-hmm. kind of how we, one of these days we do need to have that conversation, but I think that kind of feeds right in to that and kind of the misconceptions and the widely you known stereotypes that we have for each other that we need to kind of cut through, but that's a whole nother conversation in and of itself. Um, and well,
1: yeah, so that's the political child. We killed it we killed it hey glad i'm i appreciate everybody that was able to join in a part of the conversation hey all of the feedback that we got and i'm t- i'm working on this right now so i know y'all see a lot of the promos for the chop up i mean if y'all don't see uh if you haven't been seeing the content make sure y'all follow the chop up page on facebook on youtube on uh, instagram uh for, just for the social media sites to see the clips that we put out in terms of the highlights of this episode and the one thing that we are about to start putting out is the comment episode, the comment highlights, because y'all add a lot of good content. And so we want to make sure that that, that that content is put out so everybody else can see, so we can help grow the platform and get other people to be like, we want to be a part of that conversation too. So y'all, y'all make sure y'all following the Chop Up page. on It's the Chop Up Show on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, the Chop Up Show. Uh, now, in terms of the podcast, again, make sure y'all listening on Spotify. The Chop-Up Show on Spotify. The Chop-Up Show on iTunes. The Chop-Up Show on Stitcher Radio. The Chop-Up yeah. Show on Blog Talk Radio. The Chop-Up Show on what is it? What's the Google, last
2: one? Google SoundCloud.
1: SoundCloud. Anytime. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Anywhere, wherever you get your podcast, look up The Chop-Up Show. We there.
0: And if
1: y'all me. have, again, debates, topics, any of that, email us at should, be the, should we should we use the business? Business at chopupshow.com? Email us at business at chopupshow.com. Business, and I hope y'all know how to spell business at the chopupshow.com. Uh and we'll take it, we take those things into consideration and help you be a part of the conversation. And you can help the uh platform grow. Y'all got anything y'all want to say to the people before we close out?
2: Hey, before we close out on your way out, hit a like, hit a love, uh, drop a happy face, a heart, whatever you need to do. Just uh, thank y'all for sticking in, tuning in to us. We'll be back next week with some more Chop Up. Be ready for this content so y'all can like it and share it. Go back and relive it on uh, all the ways Damo just gave you. And we out this thing.
1: Judge. Hey, we good. We out. Yeah. Hey, we, y'all be easy. Have a
2: good night. Love y'all. It's the Chop Up.
1: This is the, the
2: Chop Up. Chopped up by slopped up. Yep.